In this episode of Packaging Talks, it is our pleasure to host Mr. Stefan Glim, a global expert with more than three decades of experience in flexible packaging and is currently the Director General of Global Aluminium Foil Roller Initiative. In a conversation with Dr. R. Rangaprasad, he addresses a host of issues which are important when dealing with sustainability and the circularity of flexible packaging materials. So let's tune in to hear more valuable insights on flexible packaging industry. Today on Packaging Talks, our guest is Mr. Stefan Glim from Germany. Mr. Glim is an economist with over 35 years of work experience in national, European and global organizations. Today, he serves as Director General of the Global Aluminium Foil Roller Initiative, which was founded under his leadership in 2015. Before, he was the Executive Director of the European Aluminium Foil Association and Flexible Packaging Europe for decades. He has a host of other accomplishments to his credit. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Glim. It's good to have you here. Great. I'm very honored to be with you today. Mr. Glim, you had a very long and rich experience in this industry. What do you think is the main contribution, according to you, uh, the role of flexible packaging to food and beverage and FMCG products? And probably you could address the packaging innovations, uh, minimizing food waste and other issues which are global in nature. Well, I believe flexible packaging is a tailor-made solution to enable sustainable consumption of food and pharmaceuticals. And that is the overall objective of what we do in food and packaging industry in line with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Personally, I'm a strong advocate of functionality first. While today most discussions on packaging start with the end of life of the packaging materials and the circularity, which means recycling, Sustainable food supply is much more than recycling of packaging. Packaging has first to ensure the quality and safety of food and pharmaceuticals packed. It has first to reduce and minimize food waste, as the ecological footprint of food is generally 10 times higher than the one of packaging. And food waste is the third largest contributor to global greenhouse gas emissions. Packaging also first has first to reduce the overall impact of food and medical supply to consumers on climate change, which is the SDG 13. And here, like in mobility, the light weighting of packaging is key to reduce CO2 food of, to reduce CO2 food supply to humans. Everybody knows that lighter cars needs less gas, which means less CO2 per mile. Same for packaging as lighter it is, as less CO2 impact along the supply chain. And flexible packaging is best in class on weight reduction. In Europe, we made a study. If we would change all packaging, all food packaging to flexibles, which today is only um, having covering 47% of the uh, food market, if all the food would be supplied in flexible packaging, you could save 20 million tons of packaging material by substituting rigid, and you could reduce the CO2 footprint of food supply in Europe by 33%, independent from recycling rates. And the message of high recycling rate only, I think is too simple, or shall I even say slightly overestimate. If you compare rigid pack with 70 gram, having 80% recycling rate, which everybody would like, so this pack for the same purpose, flexible, weighting just 10 gram, zero recycling, the material loss leaving the circle is 14 gram for the rigid and is 10 gram 
for the flexible. On the image side, flexible with non-recycling would be seen as a problem. In reality, although low recycling rate, the circularity of materials in the circle are still higher, which does not mean that we have to improve on recycling, but it should show the enormous impact the resource efficiency of flexible packaging has today. Right, Mr. Glim. Why is sustainability an issue of concern only for the plastics packaging industry? Or is it that the paper, metal and glass industries have successfully addressed these issues? And if so, what are the lessons that can be learned from these industries and which can be applied to the plastics packaging industries? Well, I would say that sustainability is an issue for all packaging materials. But sustainability, again, is much more than recycling only. And in the past, the plastic industry has focused on the resource efficiency advantages of plastic by weight reduction of packaging, thus improving the sustainability of um, food supply. They have further improved functionality and barrier properties, also to reduce food waste, and by doing so, to contribute to the overall prevention of packaging materials. This has been a huge benefit on the sustainability of global food supply chains. By my experience, I think competing materials like glass and steel, for example, focus on top of functionality and earlier on recycling to overcome their disadvantages due to heavier weight in the overall resource efficiency debate. And they also took advantage that they normally have a higher material value than plastic, which makes under which condition ever, be it under regulation or even in times where we had no regulation on recycling for packaging, the value of the material as higher it is, it easier is to set up a collection and sorting and recycling system. So summarizing, I think all packaging materials took the advantage in the past of focusing first on their best available criteria to improve their sustainability. And now with the more advanced demands on, on governments and to, to close the, the loops, the recycling has become much more in the focus of, of public and um, of stakeholders, while on the other issues, which are at least as same important, the focus is less on and less discussions. That would be my, my evaluation. Right, agree. Now, in your present role and uh, your interaction with various stakeholders in this industry, could you share some of your experiences in the aluminium foil-based packaging industry and what have been your important uh, learnings and how it can be used for the benefit of the plastic industry? Well, I think the aluminium foil combines the benefits of best in protection, high barrier properties and long shelf life also help to reduce food waste which I said is a key issue to reduce CO2 emissions worldwide. Alufoil is also part of the lightweighting story, especially if you talk about foil based in paper or paper plastic based laminates. And it has the advantage that it has generally with an economic value, even when recycled. And also very important for the circularity is aluminium, recycled aluminium, for the aluminium, recycled aluminium, you have endless markets, which means if you recycle aluminium, you can use it again for any purpose of product. And that is a, a little bit different from the challenge the plastic industry um, is, is having. If due to food contact reasons or food safety reasons, even if you recycle the packaging materials and there are no other markets and no other outlets, I think that is a huge challenge to overcome from the plastics industry um, on top uh, of the general recycling issue. 
But that might change if you accept, for example, chemical recycling as material recycling. And I think that is what will happen. And then you also can use the plastics material coming through the chemical recycling, at least for any product once again. However, also in the foil industry, we, we also have challenges to improve sorting and recycling technologies, especially if we talk about tinfoil from laminates. And the good news is there are technologies available to recycle aluminum foil from laminates, and some of them at the same time recycle the plastic. In general, you can divide into two basic technologies. The one is based on pyrolysis. Leading companies here are Pyral and Enval having one of them having already 15 years of experience in recycling multi-layer packaging materials and Enval also having plans in UK and a commitment to do so in US. They both recycle the aluminum foil into aluminum. Pyral at the moment is using the organics for the process energy, but looking for alternatives. And Enval is producing an, an oil out of the organics which can go back like chemical recycling into any production of plastics. The other approach is delamination, which means you have a multi-layer material and there are companies like Saperatec and Creasolve, Fraunhofer Institute, to delaminate the um, multi-layer materials, to separate them, for example, into PE and aluminum later on, and to generate two or three or four different kinds of materials with the value for the end market. And that is what we are doing in the Global Foil Roller Initiative. We are supporting to develop such technologies. We have just finished a research project on CreaSolve to show that even aluminum-based laminates can be recycled. And it's interesting to see that the, economic, the economics in the recycling process may even increase as more valuable material you have in the flexible packaging. And the other job of the um, Global Aluminium Foil Roller Initiative is to roll the know-how out worldwide. And that's part of what I'm doing here, because we also have some friends in India, and I hope they will listen to your podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Glim, for taking us into the, uh, or sharing your experience. And I think uh, looking at the way the lessons learned from uh, handling aluminium I'm sure some of these experiences will be very handy in the plastics industry as well. But uh, in your view, what is a pragmatic approach to tackling plastic waste involving all stakeholders in the supply chain? Are these, is there a single solution to handling plastic waste or are they polymer specific as you just alluded uh, in your, in your, in your previous discussion? Um, I think that uh, probably you need an approach which might be different from country and country and which might be different. Uh, depending on the regulatory framework. Even in EU, in European Union, while we have a general European packaging legislation law, um, you will realize that the pragmatic ways of collecting, of sorting, are very different in the EU countries and sometimes even in the different provinces of the uh, EU countries. So I think it's a very complex issue. And um, as I said in the beginning, it all starts, what is the regulatory framework? What is it demanding for? So I think that plays a huge role, starting from collection, uh, sorting and recycling. And by the way, 
we always underestimate the role of collection. Also in EU legislation, you have recycling rates. I think you should start with collection rates because only if packaging waste is collected, you can recycle it. So uh, collection uh, comes first. And um, if packaging waste is collected, I think for most of them, sorting as well as recycling technologies are there. Um, if you have heard about Holy Ghost, a new sorting system where with artificial intelligence, you can identify for each part of the packaging waste in the sorting center, which brand it is, which material it is, which material fraction it should be sorted in. Technology-wise, there are huge opportunities to do so and to improve it. Um, but the common thing, at least in Europe, are the EPR systems where you have collaboration systems to collect and to sort the packaging waste. But also here, especially from a plastic point of view, I think it is important to always underline that they should have be obliged to collect all packaging. Experience in Europe has shown they focused in the beginning on the low-hanging fruits, which are the materials with a high value and non-complex materials. And um, challenge today and the political and social request today is um, to close the circle for all packaging material. It starts with obliging them to collect all packaging. With one word, no collection, no recycling. And that's exactly what we try to push in Europe with the CFLEX initiative you might heard of. And I'm glad to be one of the co-founders with Graham Holder already developing 12, 15 years ago the vision to make flexible packaging recyclable or ready for circular economy, which has always two options. You can develop and improve and try to improve the, the packaging constitution, but you should not make any compromise to the functionality. So substitution of existing packaging materials to improve the recycling, from my perspective, is, is okay as long as you do not make any compromise on the functionality part, on food waste reduction, on shelf life, and um, because all that would have a higher impact um, on the environment. As I also have been working for the United Nations decades ago in, in, in Africa, in very remote areas, I don't believe that EPR systems, which are very complex, will work in all countries. And also in these countries, we need solutions. And um, here I have an idea, which is more a theoretical one. I have no idea whether it really becomes reality somewhere. But for any given country, you know, or people know how much, for example, plastic is sold into a given African country. And if you would challenge the same industry selling the material in the country, to also buy secondary used packaging on the same volume, you would immediately set up incentive systems for collection and for sorting and for recycling also in these countries. Probably it could be a solution for remote areas where governments are not strong, where government cannot implement better solutions. Um, but I also think this is something where industry can also play a part on its own. Uh, to fulfill the requirement of becoming even more sustainable uh, in the future. Yeah, that was an excellent analysis of the situation. And also, we are glad to have listened to your uh, vast experience in different packaging industries. 
Mr. Glenn, thank you very much for being part of Packaging Talks and sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience with our audience. I'm sure the some of the uh, points that you have alluded to in this conversation, like collection rates being as important as the recycling rates, will uh, will go down well with the practitioners in this industry. So, on behalf of Packaging uh, 360 team, we would like to thank you once again for your time and wish you all the very best in your uh, current role and future assignments as well thank you very much for giving me the opportunity it was a pleasure all the best thank you for joining yet another episode of packaging talks powered by packaging 360 a unique initiative to get you in-depth insights on various critical aspects of the packaging supply chain from global experts do tune in next week for the next episode